All right, welcome to YEGMS episode number 22, or the inaugural, the very first time that uh, YEGMS will be featured on the MS and Me radio network. So whether you're listening on iTunes, SoundCloud, uh, through MS and Me, Stitcher Radio, or if you're on the ownmultiplesclerosis.com website, uh, great to have you. Thanks for joining me. It's been uh, it's been a strange month since uh, I last re re released episode number 21. When I did episode 21, it was just after Canada Day, which if you're not familiar, it's it's July 1st. Yeah, I know the my American listeners have the 4th of July, so a very happy belated birthday to to your country and our our country's uh, birthdays on July 1st so on, on on those last one it was just after July 1st that I uh, recorded the episode and I had mentioned my Canada Day playlist uh, what it was we were sitting around the cabin and a bunch of us and we had uh, you know had the uh, we have a, a subscription to a to a audio service a music service and we were building a, a playlist throughout the day and I mentioned what it was and I asked for any any listeners that had any suggestions anything I missed and I had two uh, two people email me and say yeah you, you missed some stuff so um, I would like to thank Jose for emailing me he uh, suggested Godspeed you by Black Emperor and the Silver Mount Zion. Now I wasn't familiar with either of these. It's 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 newer stuff for me. I'm an old man, but uh, something definitely to check out online. Look up on YouTube. And one that I can't believe that I forgot that we left off. Uh, a little embarrassed, but Rob emailed and said, "Hey, what about the headstones? And what about Maestro Fresh Wes? Headstones were huge for me. Uh, mid '90s ish, I think. Late or well, I think it's more." 94, 95, 5-ish. Really, really like, I really, really like them. And how could I forget the godfather of Canadian rap, Maestro Fresh West? Um, all I can say about that is, is I'm embarrassed. <laughs> that, I, uh, that I'm actually embarrassed that, uh, you know, that I left him out. Um, and I also like to thank Rob. He, he made a comment in his email to me. And the comment was, thank you for the normal guy podcast in a lot of ways that's the nicest compliment I, I think I've ever I've ever received uh, about doing this you know I get a lot of questions about why <laughs> certainly why I do it um, and really it's uh, as I've mentioned in, in, in on my podcast before and, and again for new listeners on MSME I apologize but uh, you know um, after doing some pretty, you know, running 80, 80 kilometers in a day twice, and then, you know, after doing it in 2015 and 2016, uh, and raising almost $40,000 for the MS Society of Canada, uh, I, I, I met a lot of really great people. And doing the podcast and now being on MSME has is, is allowed that to continue. And... It's great. It's, just, it's, it's nice to meet other people that are, are going through similar challenges as you, other people in the community. And, you know, I, I love hearing from people like Jose and Rob and hopefully you if you're listening. If you want to get a hold of me or 
even if you want to be a guest on, 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 the, uh, on the podcast, on the radio show, uh, get a hold of me. You can reach me anytime at Sean, S-E-A-N, at ownmultiplesclerosis.com. That's Sean, S-E-A-N, at O-W-N, multiplesclerosis.com, all one word. Um, other stuff, I had an MRI recently, and I learned a new trick, and I don't know, I, I'm, you know, I'm just under six feet and 220 pounds, and, and getting into that little tube to get my brain scanned is probably my least favorite thing about having MS. It's, it's far and away the worst. So I just, being in a confined space like that, and the MRI technician, she had a great suggestion. She said, Sean, why don't I put a towel over your face? And I thought, you know, initially I thought, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to do it for me. And it worked. I have to say it worked. It made it a lot more pleasant, as pleasant as that experience can be. So just a little tip for anybody out there. It worked for me. I can't guarantee it'll work for you. But, hey, if anything's worth a shot, right? Um, now, had somebody from Mount Royal University in Calgary contact me. And... She had some, Heather from Mount Royal University, and she had some questions about podcasting. There's another contact since the last episode. And I also had Chloe from Spoonful of Sugar in London, England reach out to me. And what she was reaching out for is that they are conducting an MS patient survey. The purpose of the survey is to explore multiple sclerosis, Sorry, to explore multiple sclerosis patients' understandings, beliefs, and preferences in terms of MS treatment. Uh, the research will enable them not only to identify the beliefs and concerns in MS treatment, but will also give them insight into how to address these beliefs and concerns by focusing on the main treatment priorities of people with MS. Might be a little strange to have a Canadian guy tell you about a survey they're doing in the UK. But at the end of the day, if they cure it in the UK, they cure it in Canada. If they cure it, cure, cure it in Canada, they cure, cure, cure it in the U.S. Hey, you know, I, I can't see uh, why we would want to help each other out. So anyway, there's a link for the survey they're doing. I encourage you to do it. I'm going to do it myself on the companion notes on my website. There's always a, on my personal website, ownmultiplesclerosis.com. There's always companion notes for every episode that I do go there go to the companion note notes for episode 22 click on it and there'll be a link to take you to the uh, the survey in there so this episode is the first one on the MSME radio networks it's gonna be a little bit shorter format than what I'm used to uh, the this so MSME is a is a new initiative that's going online where it's basically a radio network, an internet radio network for people with MS. Uh, it's a great initiative. They reached out to me and asked me if I'd be part of it. I, I, I think it's fantastic. So the podcast will still be released on the regular channels, but also once a month, sorry, by every two weeks, it'll be released on MSME. So instead of doing one hour long, hour and hour and a half long episode once a month, I'm going to do two 27-minute episodes. Um, so this episode is part one of two because I'm going to be talking about the history of MS in this episode and in the one coming up in two weeks. 
Hopefully that all makes sense. I will leave a link to the MS and me radio network in the companion notes on my website, oldmultiplesclerosis.com. You can also check out MS Unites as the MS and me radio network is their initiative. Um, now coming up is part one of a really brief look at the history of multiple sclerosis. And I mean brief, I mean, uh, you know, spread over two 27 minute episodes and have a ton of time. But uh, here's part one, enjoy. Have you ever wondered when MS started? You ever sat back and wondered, yeah, I wonder if, you know, a couple hundred years ago or a couple thousand years ago, there were people with MS. Is this a modern disease? You know, is it, it, is it related to the Industrial Revolution? I wanted to take some time to, uh, to look at that. Um, if you've listened to my podcast before, or this is the first time you're he hearing me on the MS and me, MS and me radio network, it's not really a topic that I've ever looked at. And what I'm about to submit here is not an exhaustive in-depth history, but just sort of some brief points of stuff that I've picked up because I think it's an interesting question. So this segment will be part one of two uh, on the history of MS. And the framework or sort of where I started looking at it was a article, um, which is a PDF that you can get from the National MS Society out of the United States. Uh, they're a nonprofit based in New York City. And they released a PDF off their website called The History of Multiple Sclerosis. Now, if you go to my personal website, allmultiplesclerosis.com, or if you're listening on SoundCloud, if you look in the notes associated to this episode, I'll leave the, ink, the, the, ink, the link to that PDF. So when they were looking at... Um, the history of MS sort of in a, in a, in a modern historical context. Uh, here's a quote from the, from the PDF. Drawings from autopsies done as early as 1838 clearly show what we now recognize as MS. Then, in 1868, Jean-Martin Charcot, a professor at the University of Paris, who has been called the father of modern neurology, carefully examined a young woman with a tremor of a sort he had never seen before. He noted her other neurological problems, including slurred speech and, and abnormal eye movements, and compared them to other patients he had seen. When she died, he examined her brain and found the character, characteristic scars or plaques of MS. Dr. Charcot wrote a complete description of the disease and the changes in the brain that accompany it. However, he was baffled by its cause and frustrated by its resistance to all of his treatments, including strychnine, a deadly poison that in small doses can stimulate nerves. He also tried injections of gold and silver as they were standard treatments for the other major nerve disorder at, common at that time, 
syphilis. That was in the 1800s. And, you know, some of the things that he talks about obviously are very common uh, to all of us who have MS. You know, when you look at your MRI and, you get, and they show you where the, the scarring and the plaques on your, on your nervous system, slurred speech is something which affects me daily. Uh, you know, and I have, I've, had, I've had ocular neuritis myself, so I mean, definitely, from the description anyway, it seems he was definitely looking at, you know, a young woman with, with MS as, as we know it. But again, that was in the 1800s. What about before that time? Many of you, or some of you, may have heard of Lidwina the Virgin. St. Lidwina of Scheidel is possibly the earliest documented case of multiple sclerosis. She was from Holland and lived from 1380 until 1433. Here's a quote from the MS Ireland website. St. Lidwina's disease began soon after a fall while skating at the age of 16. From that time onwards, she developed walking difficulties, headaches, and violent pains in her teeth. By the age of 19, both of her legs were paralyzed and her vision was disturbed. Over the next 34 years, Lidwina's condition slowly deteriorated. Although with apparent periods of remission. She eventually died at the age of 53. I found, you know, St. Lenwida's uh, story interesting on several levels. Number one, she's the saint of ice skating, interestingly enough, and she's also a saint of patience. Uh, and not patience as in, I'm, I need to be more patient, I mean patience as in people who go to hospitals. But again, disturbed vision. I've had problems with my legs. Again, it seems like somebody who definitely has, but by the description, somebody who has multiple sclerosis. And this is as far back as the 14th century. So obviously, we, we can't say definitively that this is a solely modern disease. And you know, it's just interesting that as far back, uh, you know, as the 1300s, we have descriptions. Other interesting notes about St. Linuita. Her grave became a place of pilgrimage. And in 1434, a Catholic church was built over it. Later in 1890, the Pope canonized Linuita and she became, as I just mentioned, she became the patron, patron saint of ice skaters and the chronically ill. Now, depending on which tradition you look at, her feast day is celebrated either on March 18th, April 14th, or June 14th. Now, I wish I would have done this research, you know, earlier this year, because it would have been nice to maybe give a toast on one of those given days. Now fast forward from the 13, late 1300s, early 1400s to the late 1790s. In 1794, Augustus de Est 
who was an illegitimate son of King George III, was born. He lived from 1794 to 1848. And what was interesting about him is he kept detailed journals for more than 20 years that documented his health problems. This next quote about Augustus is from a paper entitled In Search of a Conceptualization of Multiple Sclerosis, A Historical Perspective by Michelle A. Butler and Thomas L. Bennett. Historical accounts of MS often cite Augustus de Este, grandson of George III of England, as the first recorded medical case of MS. This does seem to be the first nearly undeniable clinical account of MS. Deest's diary provides autobiographical details rich in information about how MS presented Deest. Now, looking at Augustus, what I found, again, found fascinating, and I don't really know why I found it fascinating, maybe I just found it comforting, because when he just started describing in his diaries his symptoms, again, it, you know, it really mirrored my experience when I first got diagnosed and when things kind of went pear-shaped on me. Um, you know, that's the toughest time for all of us, is, is, is trying to cope with the new you, you know, uh, trying to understand what it, what's happening to you and what your life is going to be from that point forward. For me, it's been learning to understand what my balance is now, what my speech is now. Uh, when I go for runs, compensating for things like drop foot, being used to having my lower legs, feet, and hands numb all the time, uh, having problems with my eyes, fatigue. You know, everybody that's listening, if you, if you have MS or you're close to somebody who has it, I mean, you know the drill. It's I'm not. I'm sure I'm not describing anything that's foreign to any of you, and I'm sure that some of you listening have it far worse than me. But don't take it from me. I mean, here's a quote from Augustus himself. What I complain of now is that sitting produces a numbness all down the back part of my thighs and legs and gives me a curious numb sensation in the lower region of the belly. When standing or walking, I cannot keep my balance without a stick. I sleep well when I am not annoyed with the little nervous twitchings in my legs and feet. For the first time in my life, I was attacked by giddiness in the head, which in brackets he writes vertigo. Sickness and total abruption of strength in my limbs. The attack came on whilst I was in my phaeton. I was able to drive to my own house, but totally incapable of getting out of the phaeton. I was carried up to my bedroom where I was as sick as a dog and broke out the most profuse perspiration. You know, what was interesting for me about that, that last quote is I, a few years ago, every time I would bend my neck forward and put my chin on my chest, I would get, it almost felt like a buzzing down my spine. And that, it just reminded me of that. And I don't know if the rest of you are like me, and I've met other MSers who are, for sure, where... I'm, I mean, I'm sensitive to heat, and what triggers it for me is if I'm, out, if I'm outdoors 
and air is moving around me, I'm fine. But if I'm in indoors or in a car or something where the air is not flowing, I can get really hot really, really fast. And the intensity of the perspiration sometimes, I mean, the only thing, about the only thing I can do is either bathe myself in air conditioning or sit in a, or stand in a really cold shower just to get my, my temperature back down. Uh, you know, for example, yesterday I, I just did a short five kilometer run around my neighborhood. And when I got home, it was one of those times where, you know, I felt almost like I was standing on the, on the element of a stove and that I was just being heated up internally uh, in an incredible way. And, you know, here's a guy in, uh, you know, describing something similar in the 1840s. I mean, it's, yeah, like I said, I, I mean, I think I just take comfort in knowing that I'm not the only one and maybe that's wrong or right or, I don't know, but, you know, in a lot of these, these papers that I've mentioned and a lot of this information and these quotes, they, you know, they, they, they give a summary of some early suspected MS warriors. And in the next part, so in the next, the, the next episode of the podcast or the, the radio show, depending on how you're listening to this, I'm going to talk about Moving on from those early cases of early suspected people with, you know, early people that were suspected of having MS early on, to some of the early diagnoses and the early doctors and scientists who really truly discovered and quantified and named this condition. Because prior to that, I mean, whether we're talking about, you know, St. Lumina or if we're talking about Augustus. These weren't confirmed cases of multiple sclerosis. Multiple sclerosis wasn't a thing at that time. There wasn't a, uh, a name for it. The doctors and, and people that were looking at were just trying to understand what it was that was, was going on. And, you know, the, the, I guess the depressing part about looking back at the history of MS is, is as far as we've come, we still don't know what causes it. There's still no cure. And... You know, we're still kind of waiting for that answer. And I think that's, that's, that's tough for all of us. But like I said, part two, uh, you know, of this sort of brief history of MS, I think is probably the best way to put it. Uh, we'll come up in the next episode. Well, I have just over, not just over, I have just under four minutes left. Um, wanted to thank all my existing listeners and, and any new listeners from the MS and Me radio network. Uh, this is obviously isn't a paid position. This, this actually costs me money. So the fact that I have people interact with me and that, that listen, it, it makes it worthwhile doing. So the, as long as people are listening, I'll keep doing it. Uh, I'd also like to thank the people at the MS and Me radio network as, long, as well as the people at MS Unites. You can find the MS and Me radio network at msunites.com. I mean, they reached out to me. This is a fantastic opportunity. It's a chance to, to reach a, a broader audience. So, you know, that's what, what more can you really ask for? Um, like I said, I, I enjoy doing this stuff. And, and uh, as long as people keep listening, I'll, I'll keep doing it. Now, for, for new listeners, uh, you can find my podcast, which, I mean, if you're listening on the MSME Radio Network, it's it's the same. It'll be the same content. But if you wanna 
subscribe on iTunes. You can look up Y-E-G-M-S. It's not YEG, it's, it's Y-E-G. Y-E-G is the radio, radio. Y-E-G is the airport code for the Edmonton International Airport, and that's, that's where I am, Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Um, so yeah, you can look up Y-E-G-M-S on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, and on YouTube. Um, the content's all the same, except for the YouTube channel. I usually just throw up a video, and it's usually pretty random. Um, so yeah, you can find me there. You can find me on my website, www.ownmultiplesclerosis.com, on Twitter, at ownms.com1. And if you, anyone out there listening would like to be a guest, we can do it on Skype, we can do it via FaceTime, it can be audio only, you can have it, we can do video, it's, it's entirely up to you. And you control the narrative, we can talk about whatever it is that you want to talk about. If you've listened to, listened to the stuff that I've said before on my podcast or anything I've written on my website, if you agree, disagree, uh, it really doesn't matter because it's the debate that's important. It's... Uh, and it's, and it's talking to other people in, in the community. So, once again, thanks again to MS Unites, MS Amin Radio Network. I'm Sean. You can find me on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio. This has been the YEGMS Podcast, and I will talk to you in two weeks. Thanks so much.